You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. people in the world. Uh, that's you who I'm talking to. Listeners of Lockdown Spartans, how on earth are you doing on this fantastic Thursday? Thank you so much for starting your day here with Lockdown Spartans, your team every single day, most weeks. Sorry, yesterday we didn't have a show. I was on the road all day. Um, so no show yesterday, but hey, we had a lot of fun uh, recapping the NFL draft earlier in the week. Talked about Quaveris Crouch and his transfer. Uh, and, well, yeah, we're, we're back with another show today. And the next week, we'll be back to Rip Roar and Fun. Five days a week here, we'll have another show tomorrow. Um, yeah, but before, you know, before we get any further, no, I'm not going to ask you to rate, review, subscribe just yet. Got this great email, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out. This is from Joseph. Uh, he says, hey, Matt, just wanted to let you know that today, May 4th, Marks 900 days since that school down the road has beaten MSU in football. Thank you for that email. And uh, yes, I had a fantastic day. Was it because of that stat? I'll never say. Who's to say? Uh, regardless, happy 900 days if you're listening on Wednesday night when this comes out on YouTube. Or hey, happy 901 if you are listening on Thursday. So thank you for that email. And reminder, Joseph, 3733, never, ever ever forget. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Micah Parrish and his college decision. It's not Michigan State. I don't know if the Sheehan jinx struck again or what, but he ain't coming here. And then after that, we'll get into the mailbag uh, for the rest of the show. Should be a hoot and a half. We'll have some fun today. We'll make it lighthearted too. I mean, this Micah Parrish news isn't what we wanted to hear necessarily, but we're, we're going to try That's we're going to try to be optimistic. Yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try something new here today when it comes to basketball off-season talk, so strap in for that one. But before we get to that, hey, now's the time. I'm going to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast or YouTube show, however you are digesting this content. And uh, hey, just th- thanks again for, for giving uh, this show here a shot. If this is one of your first listens or watch, or if, uh, God bless you if you've been doing this for a while, thank you very much for riding out your off-season with Lockdown Spartans. So, Let's talk about it. Uh, Micah Parrish, Oakland University transfer, uh, All-Horizon League defensive player. Uh, Not of the year, but he was just on that team. Regardless, good player. Uh, Gave Michigan State, I I believe, a double-double, if not close to a double-double, when they faced off at Little Caesars Arena earlier this year. Good wing player. Would have provided MSU a great sixth-man option off the bench, if not maybe, but doubtful, the starting role. Regardless, this is one of the few transfers that MSU actually reached out to and had on campus. But, but you probably already know by now, uh, Micah Parrish, he did not pick the Michigan State Spartans. He's actually off to San Diego State University. Now, I will say this, that there are some rumblings that Micah, yeah, he, he visited, but staff never formally offered him, which tough to take a, a role on a team if you're never formally offered. Let's say that's even not true, even though people plugged in seem to suggest that that is the case here, that Micah was never even formally offered to come to Michigan State. Still kind of uh, a a bummer in my eyes that you missed out on this kid, and the whole thing isn't, you know, that, okay, we're we're melting down this offseason. It's just I would have really liked to see that good, strong sixth man off the bench next year just be available because right now, let's say Max Christie doesn't come back. 
Okay, well, Jaden Akins is going to have to start. So after that starting five of Hogard, Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins, let's call it Julius Marble, and then Maddie Sissoko or, or Joey Hauser, whoever's going to fill out at the five. Who's coming off the bench as that wing player? It's going to have to be Pierre Brooks, and I think he'll be a good player in due time, but maybe in due times right now because it's going to have to be. Michigan State doesn't have that solid six-man off the bench, or at least seasoned, I, I should say experienced and I just find comfort in guys that are experienced and that have played and that was Micah Parrish right there but however let's say he was even offered no secret that he will be getting more minutes down at San Diego State than he would have at Michigan State a bigger role and maybe that's what he was searching for regardless he's not coming here it's been a dry dry transfer portal season for Michigan State but you know what you guys know where I stand on how the offseason's been going, how the transfer portal's been going. Uh, we're, we're lacking a center. Not, not too thrilled about that. Could really use a wing. That hasn't happened yet. Not too thrilled about that. But no, no, no. I, I don't want to do this for like the 15th show this offseason. And believe me, we'll have more of these shows in the future. Let, let's talk about how this could possibly work, though, with Michigan State being where they are right now. And let's just get the best-case scenario out of the way right now without even transfers being plugged in. And that's Max Christie comes back. Now... That's, that's the obvious thing to say, that, okay, now we have Jaden Akins being your sixth man off the bench. That's a great guy that you can go for. You get Max Christie back, good three-point shooter, good defensive player, yada, yada, yada. L- let's talk about the more likelihood, the more likely scenario that he actually doesn't come back. And how is it going to work? Okay, well, yes, you only have nine scholarship players. However, you are looking at five guys, or no, I'm sorry, four guys that shot at least 38% from three-point land last year. We're talking Joey Hauser, talking, um, excuse me, uh, Jaden Akins. You also got Malik Hall and Tyson Walker, all guys that shot the three-point ball over 38% last year. And with Christie coming back, you could also have a lineup that is just a threat everywhere with Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, Max Christie, uh, Jaden Akins, and then Tyson Walker. Those are five guys that could shoot the three, but even if you don't have Christie... I mean, that's going to be what your third guy in that death lineup, that death shooting lineup, could be Pierre Brooks, for example. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at right now. And also, I- I'm I'm close enough this offseason just talking myself into it that, hey, only having nine scholarship players, uh, and two of those guys being true freshmen, um, you're going to limit your rotations very early on in the season. And I know that last year and even the season before that, and I, who am I kidding, every single season, we, we bash our heads against the wall, saying, oh my God, these guys can't get their lineups under control. There's way too much going on right now, way too much variation. They're going too deep into their bench. I know one way to fix that. That's by only having nine guys tops, tops that you'd feel comfortable with throwing onto the court at once. Combine all that and... And my other favorite talking point that I've been just beating into the ground so far this offseason is that the Big Ten is not murderer's row necessarily next season. Now I will knock on wood because I know right when I say that, they'll just get rolled by 30 points every single game. But if I knock on wood, I protect myself from that. Big Ten is going to take a step back next season, right? Um, It's going to be a lot of fine decent teams maybe, and Michigan State is going to find themselves in that pack. If not, maybe a little better though, because Again, the wing play that Michigan State has right now without doing anything else is still in the upper echelon of the Big Ten. It's just that, listen, hey, after two seasons of 
mediocrity, let's call it, uh, a middle seed in the tournament. If not, well, you had the first four game. Obviously, that we could be looking at that for a third straight year and not being a title contender, a Big Ten title contender or national title contender. Yeah, it's, it's all frustrating, but hey, if it is going to work, if it is, that, that's how it's going to work. So hopefully you have fun playing along there. Tried my best. Hopefully I sold a, a few of you. I, I'm almost selling myself on it because uh, what's, what is it? Like the first step to recovery is uh, acceptance or I don't Whatever it is, I'm in some weird cycle of um, trying to wrap my head around what's going on this offseason. But hey, um, if you disagree with me, lockonspartans at gmail.com. If you agree with me, lockonspartans at gmail.com. Or comment below. Let us know how you're feeling about uh, this here basketball offseason, which has been a little dry. And yeah, the Micah Parrish to San Diego State. Didn't do us too many favors there. But, hey, a lot of transfers to go. Still a lot of fish in that sea, so we'll, we'll see if anything shakes out from that. And if anything does, Lock on Spartans is uh, where you're going to find someone. And if not, you know, sometimes a guest here or there. Banter about it. Okay, we're going to banter about your mailbag questions. This is just a hot segment. i got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Now, this is truly one of the best times of the year for sports, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Uh, hello, we got the Kentucky Derby coming up in just a few days here. Bet on Epicenter. That's right, Epicenter. It's not the greatest odds in the world, but that horse is a favorite for a reason. Bet on Epicenter and do it at betonline.net. And don't forget about golf season. Don't forget about Major League Baseball season. And don't forget to hit up betonline.net because they're your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB season, and this weekend's run to the roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Let's go. Love the Kentucky Derby. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And before starting to get into your mailbag questions, hey, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And as usual, whenever I send out a tweet asking for your mailbag questions, you guys always deliver. So we will be chopping away at these questions tomorrow's show, early next week, maybe even late last week, because you guys always come in with not, not just great questions, but a lot of them, too. Now, I'm going to mix up just a little bit today. And if, have you ever had an idea that sounds pretty good in your head? And then as you're doing it, you're quickly or slowly starting to realize that like this isn't working out as, as well as I thought. Or on the rare occasion, it's actually working brilliantly. That's what we got right now. That's what we got right now. Now, contrary to popular belief, I actually do a lot of like note-taking and research and you know just yada, yada, yada before the show, what have you. Whether it be like a big topic, like a coach hiring or a recruit guy or... Even these silly mailbags, I'll jot stuff down. But I thought today, like, what if I just gave, like, my live responses here? Instead of just overthinking everything and writing stuff down and getting lost in my own notes, what if I just read the question and then just answered it as I'm reading it? It's kind of like a live mailbag question. This could be the stupidest idea of all time. Or maybe it could be fun. Who's to say? You get to see me fumble over my own words, forget some key elements here. Or what I'm hoping happens is you get my true, authentic, off-the-top-of-my-head answer right here. If this doesn't work, we're never going to do this again. Um, So stay tuned these next few segments because I'm going to click on the tweet that I sent out, which read, 
uh, please give me your most ridiculous nonsense questions for the podcast to make about MSU or don't up to you. And the first time I read these is the first time I'm seeing them. So right here, uh, let's just start it off with Matt uh, at Turbo underscore Herbo. Which is better, 11th seed and a first round exit <laughs> or, or an NIT championship? Because next year that debate could become real. Okay, hey, listen, we tried to be positive for at least half of a segment at the top. And then, okay, that's the question bet and lead off in the second round here. What is better, an 11th seed and a first round exit or an NIT championship? I, I don't even know if this is a hot take. But I would rather have the 11 seed and just get ushered out immediately. Yeah, I, w- I would rather have the whole first four thing all over again, getting uh, beat by UCLA in just the most heartbreaking fashion instead of winning this NIT, prolonging the season, every week, every game being reminded that you're in the NIT, and then eventually I feel like you have to raise a banner for it, and then that's just always up there being like, oh, yeah. Remember that one time he missed the tournament after going like 25 straight years or, or something? Like, that's what the reminder would also be, too. This isn't any normal program that Michigan State is right now. And I know it's been rough lately. And I know that maybe it's a little odd to get on my high horse right now, but allow me to. Allow me to get on my high horse because this man behind me, if I could point in the right direction on YouTube, in this painting, yeah, he's brought MSU to eight final fours. He's brought MSU to more than two decades consecutive NCAA tournaments. Not every program gets to do that. When it gets snapped, it will be very sad. Now, I don't know when that is going to get snapped. It could be next year. It could be 20 years from now. Who's to say? All that I know is that it will be sad. The last thing I need is a reminder in the rafters that, hey, remember that one year and you didn't make it? Well, you would love to forget it, but you can't because an NIT National Championship banner is up there in those rafters. Now... Of course, if it was up to me, you would never raise a banner for that because the NIT stands for the Not In Tournament Tournament. But um, so that's where I stand on it. Is that arrogant of me to say? Perhaps, but I think it's just also correct. I just want to forget about the NIT as soon as you possibly can, if you are unfortunate enough to make such tournament. No disrespect uh, to the NIT. For that okay we're getting right into it the question after that is from Trayson do you think aliens or any any life forms in general are out in space I do I 100% do I, I I believe in a lot I believe in aliens I believe in a higher being how else do you explain the final play uh, in 2015 against Michigan um, there, there's a lot going on around us I think so yeah let's let's get nuts I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that um okay yeah, love this one from Jake underscore Matheson. <laughs> How many football Big Ten championships, Big Ten football championships, let's keep in mind, does a Coach Izzo win? It's either like eight in the last ten years or it's zero and they're getting rolled by 50 points every single game, right? Uh, why would it be eight? Why would it be a high number? Because uh, tough-nosed guys physicality of practice. Listen, he sometimes his basketball practices, especially back in the heyday, and even sometimes today too, uh, mimic bear fights, football practices, melees. I, you can get the team up physically enough to compete in the Big Ten because listen, this, this is a corn-fed conference more times than not. Yes, you do have your flashy Ohio States, but can you out-tough them? That's right. We, we've seen it done in the D'Antonio era. Can Izzo 
continue that. Now, here's why it's going to be zero. Is because I just got a feeling that Izzo would just be a run the ball 85% of the times sort of thing. This is... Now, 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 now I'm going off on tangents. This is why I take notes so I don't go off in these odd tangents here. But if I ever get Izzo on, this is a question that I would ask him because I'm fascinated in this. I've thought about this. We've gotten questions like this before. I question myself sometimes what would Coach Izzo on the football team be like. And I'd love to ask him what kind of offense he would run because I could see it just being three yards in a cloud of dust and you just... It, North Iowa is essentially what we're doing here. We're doing the Kirk Ferentz, but up here. Or maybe there's a small chance he just airs the bleep out of the ball and just we're slinging the ball. We are West Kentucky North instead, which I'd be more thrilled about. But, yeah, it's it's not going to be like one or two Big Ten championships under Coach Izzo. It's either that you are building the dynasty up here in Big Ten country or you're going 2-10 and 10 every single year and getting beat by an average of 38.7 points in conference play. I'd love to have Izzo on and talk about that. Hey, and believe me, I tried. If anyone has any connection to Izzo, which, hey, come on, I'm sure we all do. I'm sure he would love to be part of this here podcast, uh, this little operation. I think he'd like this painting behind me if I could eventually point in the right direction on YouTube. All right. Um, yeah, Carter Landis, who's... Just a fantastic person, first and, for, first and foremost. Says, does the season really hinge on the offensive line? And then what is the likeliness that Berger or Broussard replicate to an extent what Walker did? Okay. I like that question a lot. Does the season really hinge on the offensive line? Yeah. And the reason I have that question is because, well, let's not neglect the other side of the ball. It was really bad in the past coverage. I don't have to rehash all that. Unless you were born um, after January, and at least you saw a quarter of a Michigan State game, especially at the end of last year, you know how bad the pass defense was. So yeah, you got to give some eyeballs to them. But yeah, the offensive line is going to be the story of the season coming up because you got playmakers all over the field. You have okay, Jaden Reed, you got Keon Coleman, Trey Mosley, Matory Foster, um, Daniel Barker. If you want to throw out that tight end transfer there, and then you got a pretty good quarterback in Payton Thorne, a guy that I'm really high on. Everyone's got their opinion, but I, I think for the most part, everyone is pro Peyton Thorne. Uh, I know my guy Carter Landis is. We are in the same camp. We do love ourselves some Peyton Thorne. All those playmakers don't matter, though, if Peyton's got 0.8 seconds to throw the ball, right? And so, yeah, a lot of it is going to be on this offensive line here. And we know that we got the guys to do it. Spencer Brown, Jared Horst on the outside. You got this transfer, Brian Green coming in. You got Matt Carrick, J.D. Duplain, Nick Samak. Unfortunately, that's just six experienced guys. you got to hope the guys behind them. And I think they'll be fine players one day, but can one day be, let's say week three, someone gets rolled up on, okay, uh, Ethan Boyd, it's your turn. Are you ready for it? Like, I, you guys know me. I'm chicken little. I'm very skittish, and nothing scares me more than the unknown, and that's just unknown. Hey, maybe they surprise us. Maybe they do great. No doubt. They're, they got great frames, good pedigrees. Uh, Coach Cap is a fine offensive line coach, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then also for the second question, so if the offensive line and how they play is the million-dollar question, this is the half-million-dollar question. Um, Likeliness that Berger started to replicate to an extent what Walker did. It's it's tough to see that possibly because Kenneth Walker was just so damn good. <laughs> but I mean, Jarek Broussard did a lot of good things behind a decent at. Best maybe a D. De- well, we'll call it D. I'm I'm in a good mood today. A decent offensive line at Colorado. 
did good enough to win Pac-12 Player of the Year two years ago. Skittish little uh, jitterbug action, I guess you could call it. Uh, he's patient behind the line. He's got good cuts. He's got good vision. Now, it's going to be tough to replicate what Kenneth Walker did because we have never seen anything like him, at least in my generation, uh, at Michigan State. And we, I, we've seen a lot of good running backs, right? We've seen Javada Ringer, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Jeremy Langford, uh, LJ Scott for that freshman season. Um, Sure. I think they could replicate at best 75%. But I, you take that, though. You take, what, 75% of what Kenneth Walker was last year. That's that's pretty damn good. So don't want to neglect that at all. All right. Let's get into a few more questions here. Okay, I, I hope this is working out okay. I hope that you're enjoying this. Um, oh, yeah. And you'll enjoy this one, too. Uh, this is from Joy Flyer. Always coming with good questions. Thank you very much. Uh, if Imani Bates transfers to Eastern Michigan... Will the EMU versus MSU game be the most watched slash highly anticipated non-Power 6 game in MSU history? I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm pausing because I'm trying to go through my Rolodex of non-conference, non-Power 6 games. The only thing I can think of is back in the mid-2000s, the Maui Invitational game against Adam Morrison's Gonzaga team. I'm sure I'm missing, like, one or two Maybe if you went to the game at Jenison against Tuskegee and you were just very excited to be to that game in person, like I, that's the only thing that maybe you can think about. But yeah, it's also this is also Wizzo's fault for not uh, scheduling more cupcakes in the offseason because most of the non-conference games are against very good teams. So this also makes the question hard to answer and hard to go back on of what other teams were like this. But God, yeah. Eastern Michigan with Imani Bates, which, if you haven't heard by now, transfer Imani Bates uh, after a great stint at Memphis, just second to none, really great development going on down there, um, is going to transfer this offseason. He has a final six. He's got Michigan in it. He's got Eastern Michigan in it. And then four teams that don't have a shot probably of getting him because it's probably going to be Michigan and maybe a 3% shot of Eastern Michigan, as crazy as that sounds. Um, that would be the most anticipated game. And now in Conference, not power six history. Um, that would be the most ruthless game, too, that Eastern Michigan has ever played in either. I mean, I don't... I can't imagine that when they go to Toledo or Western or Central, they're going to play against as hostile of an environment as it will be at Michigan State because ain't... Hey, I know, I know he's a kid, but ain't no one going to be rooting for him <laughs> at all. And uh, yours truly might be buying a ticket for that game, too, uh, because the, the schadenfreude around that game is going to be as good as it can possibly get for like a mid-December 6 p.m. tip-off on Big Ten Plus uh, game as, as it'll possibly get. So I I really hope it happens because, go. you want to get out of bed for a Eastern Michigan game, that's, that's the only possible way that you could do it. This is from Wide Receiver to Combo Guard Pipeline. I sense a Keon Coleman fan right here. If Emma, Ooh, I like this one. If MSU could play three home-and-homes with non-power conferences, what would you pick? The non-power conference has a little nice caveat there. Okay, I like that. I like that. Because MSU's got a lot of great home-and-homes scheduled right now. I love every ones that they've done. Okay, yeah, that includes the Arizona State one. I get it. It went horrible. We lost both games. But the trip to Arizona was very fun. So I would do that again. The Miami one, that was very fun. Boston College, that's a great one coming down the pike. The Washington home-and-home, home, fantastic. Non-Power 5 
conferences. Okay, here we go. Uh, just because I love Florida so much, just got back from there, as sunny as ever, only a minor sunburn on my uh, my part. Give me Florida Atlantic. That's right. I, what did Lane Kiffin do? Like throw the owls up? I don't, I don't, whatever it was he did. Um, yeah, give you to Boca Raton for a nice home-and-home home against the owls. So that's number one. Again, these are all going to be warm weather destinations. UNLV, the Running Rebels, I think... Oh, now I'm getting too excited here. A home-and-home against UNLV and getting Spartan Nation. Like, you thought we traveled in mass droves to Tempe for the Arizona State game. To get, like, 16,000 Spartans in Vegas would be a fever a fever dream. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Uh, so, yeah, UNLV. And actually, I, I would love to do UNLV twice, but that's cheating. So I'm not going to do that. I'm a man of integrity here. So I got FAU, UNLV... And if you can't tell, I'm stalling on the last one because I want this one to count. But there's just so much pressure riding on it. Um, you know what? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, some place like Tennessee would be a lot of fun. So give me like Vanderbilt. But that's cheating because I know that they're in the SEC, um, even though that, yeah, we all know um, how that's going down there. Give me Memphis. Give me Memphis. That'd be a fun little road trip for state fans to take. You know, you could fly there. You could drive there. uh, You could reach it in a day. So that would be a lot of fun, actually, to get a nice little road trip coming down there. And also, not the worst opponent either. So if if you're a glutton for punishment of stressing through competitive games, that could be one right there. So, yeah, I think that's... Not to break my own hand, pat my own back, but I think it's a strong three right there. Yeah. Let's do one more before my voice uh, completely gives out. Completely gives out. Uh, okay, this is from Tuck Has Arrived. Will you shave your head on the YouTube podcast when MSU wins a football natty? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'll, I won't even stop at the head. I'll, I'll go full body. Get canceled off YouTube fire from the Lockdown Podcast Network. But you know what? My team's got a natty, so life's okay. Um, if not, what's the craziest thing you would do? We would hold you to it. Oh, God, you could get me to say that I would eat my car right now. Uh, what what wouldn't I do to get a football natty? Um, you remember that poll on Twitter? I think, God, it could have been anywhere from a month ago to three years ago. That's how horrible my concept of time is these days. Um, it was, would you shoot yourself in the leg to give your college football team a national title? I believe one iteration of it was. And... I absolutely said yes, 100%. And then I was very shocked to see like the poll results were like 45% yes, 55% no, and seeing people make fun of the people that said yes. I, whatever. I, hey, we all got a sickness in life. I guess college sports is mine. And hey, probably yours because, well, there's a reason you listen to the Lockdown Spartans podcast uh, this long in an episode in the middle of this offseason. Uh, and I know it ain't for this face right here. Um, or let's, uh, what was the other one? Like, would you cut off the, the the tip of your pinky for a national title? Like, you could just take the you could take all of both my pinkies for a single national title. I please now will I will I do it if they no I, I'm not hmm, kind of painting myself in the corner here. I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying like I would take that trade though right now. But if they win, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll shave my head for a title. Uh, at, tattoo bet. I'm horrified of needles. Terrified. I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest wuss when it comes to needles. Like, I shock myself how uh, wimpy I am when it comes to that. But yeah, uh, tattoo is on the table too. Yeah, we could. Um, how about that live show? I get tatted up. I answer questions. 
as I'm crying through getting a tattoo. So, how about that? Hopefully you guys didn't cry through that entire mailbag uh, right there for the last two segments. We'll hit more questions. And next time I answer these questions, like, I'll take some notes down. Although, I had fun doing that. Hopefully it was fun to listen to. Instant reaction. Not a lot of overthinking. We'll table that. Let me know how you think about that uh, in the either YouTube comments or locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Um, yeah, but we'll be back tomorrow. Yes, we are eventually going to hit on uh, MSU's new hockey coach, Adam Nightingale, in a hot second. We're going to wait for Monday's press conference, though, for when they formally introduce him. So if you made it this far in the episode wondering what on earth is the hockey talk, it'll come. We're just going to have it for Tuesday's show after the Monday's press conference. All that good stuff. Um, on Monday's show, we're going to have John Garcia Jr. He is the recruiting expert uh, over at Sports Illustrated. I tease that for Friday, but we're moving some things around. So that'll be the first show next week. And then tomorrow, we'll hit any breaking news. We'll answer more mailbag questions. We'll have some fun, and uh, I might give some Kentucky Derby picks that eventually have got to hit, right? I've been doing these for, I think, the last four years since I've been doing a little podcast with uh, Will Hunter and our buddy Paul Costanzo. And they are terrible every year, even though I do so much research and I do film. I'm the biggest dweeb when it comes to horse racing. I just wish I was a lot better at it. But, hey, we're due to hit. We're due to hit. We're due to hit. So, until then, though, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on Big Ten. That's right. That is with our guy, Nate Dickinson. I'm on the show once a week, every Friday. It's a hoot and a half. He keeps you up to date on everything going on in the conference, all sports, all levels, whether it be high school recruiting or what's going on in the pros with our former Big Ten players or, well, what's currently going on. It's free and available where you find folks. Get your podcast. Love every single one of you. Go green.